This feature is brought to you by Higher Health, improving well-being, inspiring success. The 1st of November, uh, South Africans went to cast their votes at this year's local government elections. And... Um, Apathy and disillusionment with the current political landscape are some of the reasons why young people did not vote. I mean, a total, a total of 26 million voters were registered, and uh, uh, registered voters, should I say, for the 2021 local government elections, of which only 17.5% were in the age group between 18 to 29, making up 4.6 million. But there was a dismal voter turnout at the polls, especially among the youth. Right? Some reports claim the youth is disinterested in the political climate of the country, and they're more interested in gadgets and the internet. And on the other hand, the reality may be the youth unemployment rate as young people are perhaps demotivated to vote as they believe their government has neglected them. With that said, do you think that the manifestos or local government um, local governance was inclusive of the youth in the upcoming plans post-elections? And I mean, we have many, many questions around that, right? And we actually have Obakeng. He's on the line and let me just kind of give you a brief uh, bio on him. I mean, I mean, it's quite a long one if you actually go through it. But Obakeng is a VIT student, shortlisted for pre- prestigious International Student Award. He's also been part of the 2021 Czech Oginogra Global Student Prize Top 50 finalists. I mean, the UN Special 75th, Obakeng Lesenyane, interviewed the likes of Sarah Brown. He's also done building the future of education, of how to prepare our youth for a new normal. I mean, I could go on and on, um, kind of giving a thesis of his work but i feel like let's just have him on the line welcome over king listening to that lunch show thank you so much for having me uh so fantastic so i mean the first question we have is we obviously saw a, a general poor voter turnout right but actually mm-hmm. especially with the youth during this year's local government elections mm-hmm. why you know why are people disencouraged to vote? Or why do people, maybe they just say, I, I don't even want to register to vote, right? I mean, even for the fact that only 26 million voters were registered with a country 50 plus million um, citizens, what does that say to us? Yeah, I mean, I think the question that you're asking, there's a lot to unpack there. But at the most fundamental level, when you look at 2014, generally across the country, they're like voter turnout has been on the decline from national level to like local level. Sure. But at the core of it is there's a lot of young people who are choosing deliberately to stay away from the um, elections mm. uh, while they are acutely aware that they form a part of our democracy. And that shows us one thing, um, at least across the board, that there is very little faith in uh, the machinery of government mm. to be able to deliver services. B, um, it's quite clear that a lot of young people feel that there is lack of political choice. Mm. So despite seeing Action SA come through, despite seeing the good party and other political alternatives uh, campaign on the ground within different constituencies, at large, a lot do not resonate with the missions of those political parties or be the people driving those political parties. And the really, really maybe fascinating part about this particular election is despite having quite a low voter turnout, the people that put themselves forward as uh, candidates uh, across different wards and different metros were largely young people uh, compared to any other election that we had probably, uh, uh, compared to any other election that we had previously seen. Oh, okay. um, right? That I'm like, we're dealing with a lot of young people who feel, and they don't just feel, because some of them live in exceptionally marginalized communities mm. where you have seen your grandmother having voted in, ni- in like 1994 
and despite the 20 odd years of this democracy under the incumbent there is still very little change that has happened under that so you are sitting and you are evaluating your like options essentially and a lot of young people are angry and they're hungry and there is a lot of sentiment even just like when like we consider ourselves as a university within the campuses that a lot of debates that happen every single year around funding of higher uh, 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 thing of higher like education ends up excluding so many other young people in those uh, pathways towards economic activity. Um, even further, you can like think about it in this way that Treasury cut the uh, uh, cut the what do you call it budget IEC by eight percent, which like means that the what do you call it IEC lost out on around 170 million odd of their like annual budget, which mm-hmm. goes towards all of these vote education campaigns, goes towards deploying more stuff oh, on yes. the ground. That yeah. I'm like... Yeah, but can actually just, sorry to stop you there, but touching on yeah. that, right, I was just going to talk to you about the uh, civic and voter education, which you just yeah. said. So in terms of the budget being cut, with that being said, was there, was there in a way um, a mandate to promote voter education towards the youth? So was this program at some point reaching out to the youth or because of the budget cut, it was kind of like more a generalization thing? Like, oh, let's just, you know, send the messages uh, to a general public. But was there any kind of focus towards the youth? I mean, when you understand that most of the eligible voters in this country are young people, one like would assume that it's a no-brainer to put a lot of campaigns and efforts towards that, yeah. right? That on the most surface level, that work gets done, but it gets done digitally. We cannot assume that all the young people that are on Twitter in South Africa are all the young people that like are there to like, basically vote. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, where like we often deploy our like efforts. There's a bunch of other young people who can't even afford data that will never even dream of engaging with any political party on Twitter or don't even know some of these influencers that get paid a lot of money to be on the front pages of these respective campaigns. But I'm like, in the suburbs, in the areas that are close to the economic activity, that often do not seem like there is effort to push voter education. But where like, it's actually needed the most in those marginalized communities, in those exceptionally remote areas where sometimes someone doesn't even have an, uh, doesn't even have an address to be able to partake in, like, uh, sure. uh, mm. thingy. Uh, what you call it, elections, those people see mm. very little of the IEC. At best, they see political parties, mm. which they are now used to that. Closer to the elections, a lot, that a lot of these political parties come to campaign mm. on their own merits of just wanting to regain like a simple majority within that respective metro or like within that respective ward. Mm. So with, res- um, okay, just uh, stemming off of what you just said, right? Do you feel that there's sufficient representation of the youth in these uh, political parties, right? Um, From your mayoral candidates, your ward councillors. Could this maybe have an impact if there were fewer um, representation of the youth um, for them not turning up at the elections? Personally, I hold the view that how we run uh, elections and how we decide to get a seat in parliament Mm. is largely not the most effective way to go about it. Mm. Like, proportional representation which says if you get x amount of votes you get maybe a seat in parliament or you get x amount of um yeah essentially that as like a basis that i'm like personally i think we should move to a much more constituency or like almost like a hybrid of both political parties and being able to allow space for the uh, in the, uh, uh for the what you call it independent candidates to be able to run mm. because we do know that Effectively, keeping political parties as a vehicle for advance in this country does not work. Mm. Because a lot of, just like how we do it, just on the most 
basic level. We vote for the party, and the party elects individuals into those different seats, right? Yes. So, as uh, as a thing, as an individual elected by the party to, like, example, serve as the mayor of Johannesburg or like serve as a ward councillor in Shawela, effectively you are more liable to the party than to the constituency because the party puts you there, mm. right? But if you consider a world where um, as the Constitutional Court gave Parliament the, what do you call it, mandate that we must have an infrastructure that allows in the, uh, that allows independent candidates to be able to contest ele- uh, thing, elections beyond just at like the most local level. That I'm like, even if you look at independent candidates that win at the most local level, there's a bunch of issues that they deal with, there, such as how much funding do they have access to, uh, who's like backing them if they're going against them, uh, what you call like quite a big political party that I'm like, effectively, yes, symbolically, it might help us to think that it's great that we have a lot of young people in these respective spaces. Mm. But even then, those young people cannot drive meaningful change because of just how the political system works in regards to who are you accountable to, yeah. which is even a danger when we have such a lower voter turnout because uh, like, if the opposition parties do not grow and people are very much not happy with their incumbent, then it means that the incumbent very much still continues to do what they're currently doing, which does not help young people feel that they are being uh, thing is, they're being uh, they're being represented and their issues are being brought uh, on the other side. Oh, yo, I'm over king. Those are the it's scary facts to learn, right? And I feel like maybe my last question to wrap it up with. I mean, unemployment uh, rate or youth unemployment rate is at its all-time high, right? And yeah. with the economy uh, sort of contracting, do you believe, right, that politics is going to provide solutions? I mean, we can't shy away from the politics that happen between the local government elections. So should we trust that the local government election will assist in curbing um, that um, that rate or should we just kind of trust the youth to uh find a way in themselves to to curb it themselves should i just say i think young people may get to a point where they actually burn this country yeah. and like it sounds quite like ridiculous but mm. that's what happens when you feel that you're being unheard yeah and if like one has like attempted to vote previously and this time they're like probably opted out mm. is them having not seen a huge like difference so Yes, politics does have a role in advancing service delivery, mm. in creating uh, opportunities for meaningful participation within the economy. But also, I think we like just need to be quite honest about how the looting of this country is. It, it, it's like it's just so normal. It's like yeah, I it remember the day when Ramaphosa was announcing the budget towards fighting COVID. People were like great making jokes on the uh, across digital platforms about how this money was going to be looted. And that's exactly what happened, Yo. right? So, in terms of trust in the machinery of like government, for me, I just have only just like one simple principle that if you're sitting back as a bystander and you do think that there is something that you can do within your respective community to just advance uh, good governance, to just hold people accountable, mm. do it, right? That at the end of the day, a lot of what accountability and good governance looks like it's efforts of very very small thoughtful groups of committed people who, who like don't see their role just at like a point of election yeah. but even beyond the elections we still have a mandate towards strengthening our democracy Indeed. but simply put I don't think um, 
I think without good governance, which we haven't seen any simple fun of, yeah. uh, the chance that young people may be in a better position even come 2024 national elections, mm. it's really, really optimistic. Our GDP growth is at a, just on an all-time high. Mm. Uh, I mean, all-time low, and it just continues to get worse. Yeah. So the economy is not growing at the rate that, that, uh, that like it should for like uh, a lot of young people to be able to partake in the economy. Yes. But once again, if you have an opportunity and you think about how to grow the economy, support small to medium enterprises because mm. those are the people that employ a huge number of young people in this country. It's not those big corporates, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, Obakeng, thank you so much for coming over and just um, give us insight on that, right? Very worrying, but also very hopeful in the sense of that something could possibly change, right? We can't always keep our guards at, uh, down low, our hearts feelings are so low. So thank you so much for coming over. We definitely hope to have you soon on that lunch show. I always say that you can make this your home too. This feature was brought to you by Higher Health. Improving well-being, inspiring success. Follow us on Facebook at Higher Health SA or visit our website on www.higherhealth.ac.za to learn more about our work.